You're listening to Culture Shift. I'm Ryan Patrick Hooper, and in studio right now, we have John Carlisle from the Detroit Free Press. Hi, John. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. We have you in here because a big story came out today online. It'll be running in the Sunday edition of the Detroit Free Press about the Salvation Army bed and bread truck serving over 4,000 meals a day every day of the year. There's about 124 programs like this around the country, but Detroit's was the very first. And you pinned this story that you did by driving around with this truck and going through the neighborhoods that it services and ended up with some pretty compelling stories of people that rely on this truck. So, John, if you want to start out and kind of tell me what inspired you to take this massive story on. Well, the idea originally was to get on this truck and do a story about its route. It drives through the poorest neighborhoods of the city, feeding people every day. What's interesting is the guy who drove the truck when we wrote about it was himself a former drug addict, and he actually got food from that same truck when he he was homeless. So knowing what things were like for the people who he serves, he never proselytizes, never lectures, never asks questions, and none of them do. You get food regardless of who you are, regardless if you're intoxicated, you know, regardless of whether you're poor or rich. They don't question people who pull up in cars asking for food or if they come up in a wheelchair. Everybody who says they're hungry gets fed. Instead of just doing a quick look drive-by story where we see people come up to the truck, we watch them take their food and walk away and go back to wherever they came from, my idea was at every other stopper so let's get out and follow these people home and spend time with them and see what their life is like. And how did they get to the point where they're waiting outside in all kinds of weather, a sandwich and a soup? And so what the truck was, it was a good opportunity to visit neighborhoods in the city that very few people visit, very few people write about, and to talk to people you don't really read much about nowadays. Absolutely. You point out a couple different things in your article, like the amount of people that this truck services. According to census data from 2015, the poverty rate is 40% today in Detroit. That's up from 33% in 2009. It's the highest concentration of poverty in the United States. So these are people that do rely on this truck every single day for at least one daily meal, right? Right. And I think part of the motivation was, and without criticizing any certain people or groups or politicians, is that we all hear about how great downtown's doing and how the surrounding neighborhoods like Midtown or Corktown are experiencing spillover development and resurgence. But you never hear about these parts of the city that you just described where poverty's actually gotten worse while all these other areas are getting better. What strikes me is there's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people trapped in these areas and you never see them unless, say, you cut through there because a freeway is closed or, you know, there's really no reason to go there. And a lot of them don't have transportation, so they're just stuck there. They're kind of the invisibles of the city. And I've always been fascinated by people like that who are under the radar or, or, you know, off the beaten path. And this was a great chance to visit them while also writing about the work the truck does, but exploring what's going on in these neighborhoods that are ignored while these smaller parts of the city like downtown are seeing all of the development and the improvements. One of the things that stood out to me about this feature that you did was the way that it humanizes something that that happens every day in cities across the country, which is serving meals to the poor or people that may need it. You get to know these people and they do tell you certain aspects of their life that have unraveled and gotten to them to the point where they have to rely on this truck for food. Even one of the drivers that you met, Gregory Taylor, he has a brother who is homeless and on the streets and he regularly sees when he's serving meals. There's so much coverage focused on the 7.2 square miles that make up Midtown and Downtown Detroit. When you go out to the neighborhoods, there's a lot of people that feel like their story isn't being heard. Their experience isn't being heard. Do you think that's part of the reason people are so willing to share some pretty harrowing experiences with you? 
Well, I like to let regular people just talk for themselves. And what surprised me was how honest everyone was. And they were very starkly honest about their situation. And a lot of them were very open about blaming themselves for some of the choices they made. I think a lot of the people were eager to point out that downtown is very different from where they live. And they are very aware of how much has changed downtown and in the areas around it and how much it contrasts with their neighborhood. And almost, I think, just about everybody pointed out that their neighborhood has gotten worse at the same time that areas like downtown have gotten better. Most of them are trying to find a way out, but, you know, no money, no job skills, uh, no hope, no prospects. They're trapped, and they're trapped in an area that's getting worse. And so I think you're right. They are eager to, to share with people because they are surprised that people like us were there to talk to them because they never see anybody coming out there unless somebody gets shot out there. Then they see TV cameras, which they will willingly point out. That's the only time much of local media will cover the neighborhoods is if somebody shoots somebody else. But other than that, you don't really hear much about these people, which is why I always refer to them as invisibles. You know, they're just invisible people that people disregard or pretend don't exist or don't fit in the narrative of the new Detroit. There's a lot of them out there. And that's John Carlisle. He's an award-winning journalist with the Detroit Free Press. He has a big story coming out today online in print on Sunday about the Salvation Army bed and bread truck that serves about 4,000 meals every single day throughout the city of Detroit to anyone that needs them without discrimination. John, thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan. You're listening to Culture Shift. Culture Shift.